0: Hello and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David and as always I am joined by the esoteric Matt. Hello there. Well then, um, which is, uh, which is familiar this week? Yep. I, 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 do you think I'm the worst podcaster you've heard in terms of intros, by the way, Matt? Like, it's such an awkward gear grind, isn't it?
1: Uh, I don't know. Well, like, <laughs> I think the week that I introd the pod was pretty bad. Especially because like, you didn't know what was going on.
0: Yeah, I feel like we settled down quite quickly, but it's those first couple of sentences where we come out of the outro where I'm just like, what do I say right now? But anyway, yeah, so which is Familiar. This shouldn't come as a surprise to you, listener, if you've listened to last week's, yeah. um, with it being the second part of a two-parter. I'm very excited to get Matt's thoughts on that. Um,
1: yeah, th- I mean, this week I've watched an amazing sci-fi adventure, David.
0: Have you? It's not Doctor Who, is it? Go on, then.
1: No, it is. I quite like this episode. You, ah. you don't have to always be such a downer. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Well, I
0: look forward to unpacking L- that little a little two-part
1: joke finishing up yeah. from last week.
0: Yeah, good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. So, um,
1: so how's your week been, David? Um, it's been all right. I, uh,
0: I'll, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, Cause next week I'm going. I've, I've got a sort of week's annual leave booked. So it's sort of like a staycation if you like um but i just needed a bit of a breather so this week with that in the offing it kind of had a little bit of a last week of term vibe for me like uh, i wasn't quite sort of bringing in games but but uh, down
1: to all about wednesday afternoon
0: as much as i could
1: yes yeah yeah, I, i
0: certainly was kind of like trying to just wrap things up dot the i's cross the t's and leave me with nothing to worry about next week so uh that'll be good um can can I tell you my yeah. highlight of the week? Yeah, go for it.
1: Uh, well, it's controversial. Um, yeah. I've already had a little bit of backlash, but I've turned my back on Morrison supermarket.
0: I'm sorry, Matt? Say uh, that again? I,
1: I've turned my back on Morrison supermarket. I'm done. That's...
0: what has brought this on?
1: Uh, a new contender. A new best supermarket. So every every Saturday morning, I get up and I go do a little shop round Morrison's. Yeah. And you know what? This weekend, I just thought, no, no, I I I'm not your slave anymore, Morrison's. <laughs> I go where I want, and where I want to go, David, is yep. the poshest supermarket I could find. I right. went to Booths. Booths.
0: Well at Mr. Fancy Pants over
1: here. Yeah. Yeah. We basically hung out in yeah. front of Booths and looked down our nose, spitting at the people going to bloody Waitrose. <laughs> All the scrubbers yeah. going to m
0: Booths is an absurdly posh shop. I don't know whether you get them down south.
1: No, it's like a northern um, institution. I think usually yeah. northwest. I think we're the most eastern one. Yeah.
0: No, but- I'll be honest... But booths, it's I've I've nothing against it, but like it's it is out of my price range. I've probably been in booths maybe a handful of times in the entire time I've I've lived in the north of England.
1: Right. He, he, uh... here's a here's a question to show you how posh booths is. Yeah. So I went to their little bakery section. Uh huh. And I bought two bourbon biscuits. They were like you know like the slightly larger bourbon biscuits. Right. Okay. okay. So how much would you pay for two biscuits?
0: Okay, give me a better idea of what sort of... Are we talking like credit card sized? Uh,
1: Yeah, so slightly longer and slightly thinner than a credit card. Okay, but that sort of region.
0: Two biscuits of that size, I don't know, maybe 75
1: pence. (laughs) What about (laughs) (laughs) £2.95? Yeah. You know, at the start of the year where I said it was New Year, New Me,
0: yeah,
1: and I went goth for a little bit, but that's a miserable experience. It's my new persona, middle-class Matt, all right? (laughs) I shop at booths. I got a man to squeeze me some oranges so I could have some juice. Not from concentrate, not fresh. The man squeezed them in front of me. They had a machine.
0: That's ludicrous. Yeah. It's absolutely ludicrous.
1: But it, it's uh, it's a blessing. It is the nicest shop.
0: No, to be fair, Booth's is nice. If you can afford it, it's really nice. And incredibly good for beer. Yep.
1: Yeah. Cheaper like, than Morrison's for Booze.
0: Really? Yep.
1: Yeah. Six Man. cans of little IPA, little craft beer, for six pounds.
0: That's not bad. I you think can't it's can't four for that. a
1: fiver in Morrison's.
0: Yeah. Basically the only time if I if I'm passing Booth's and I've got like A tenner burning a hole in my pocket. I'll just pop in and just spend it all on beer. Yeah, because they've and it's not just the 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 price, which is actually yeah surprisingly decent given that it's overall a ludicrously fancy shop. Uh, But also it's just the range. Yeah, they've just like got a whole wall of lovely posh weird beers from all over the Mm. kingdom.
1: Um. Also bought my sausage roll. How much would you pay for a sausage roll the length of your index finger?
0: <laughs> the length of my index finger.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know, fifty p tops there because that's because that's half a sausage roll you're talking about there.
1: Ah, oh, sorry. Where I come from, we pay three pounds forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely down to Greg's mat. No, no, sorry, I'm a booths man. I- I'm gonna. I might even ping them a little twitter see if they'll like uh, sponsor us.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that 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 would really give the 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 boost they need.
1: You know, if you've never heard of booths, there's probably a reason you are probably not welcome amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I think and you You might disagree with this, David, but let's go from the bottom, right? And I'm excluding Lidl and Aldi, because I I consider them sort of separate from supermarkets. Yeah. Right? But for for me, at the bottom, you have Asda. Yeah. Then you move up to Morrison's.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I don't know whether I would... I might swap those two, to be honest.
1: Uh, Yeah. only,
0: Only because Asda tend to stock a particular brand of kimchi noodles that I really love.
1: Okay, okay. Then I think you move up to Tesco's, which is like the middle of the road, isn't it? Yeah. Then I'd go Sainsbury's. Yep. Marks and Spencer's. Mm -hmm. Waitrose. Booths.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably not far off the money. I mean, we haven't factored in Aldi and Lidl there, though.
1: Yeah, but I, Do you I think, think
0: of them as a separate.
1: I think we entity? could we could put them as the bottom. But the thing is, like Morrison's isn't trying to be in that budget supermarket range. It's just it just is.
0: It just languishes there. Yeah. yeah. And what I would say is Aldi and Lidl kick Morrison's into a cocked hat in terms of like it's more limited selection but what they have is a much better quality for the same price as you get from like uh, a Morrisons and Tesco to be honest Tesco you it, certainly around here you you pay like an extra 20 quid on your shop and you get you have nothing to show for it
1: thing is i feel we're, like. we're quite blessed though i mean you live further away from it than i do but we yeah. have a big tesco up on the army base near where i live right and it stocks everything for that reason right it's like one of the biggest tescos in the north i think but just for a quick price comparison uh-huh morrisons famously do a foot long sausage roll they do how much would you pay for one of those
0: a foot of sausage roll Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to like picture because Greg's are by metric. So that's like, like two and a half Greg's sausage rolls. Yeah, but it's end. also
1: broader. It's probably twice as okay. wide.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna say three pounds. I wouldn't go above three pounds.
1: One pound fifty. Really? That's the gulf in quality between Morrison's yeah. and Booth. Yeah. So listeners, if you want to send us the prices of sausage rolls where you live, we we <laughs> we'd look forward to that next week.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and speaking of things you're looking forward to next week, you got. I mean, oh, I guess for you, it's not half term next week, is it? Because I'm I'm taking my my week off a week before half. Yeah, term Yeah, I've got so. one week
1: left, but yeah. I, I fear I may have already ruined my half term. Why is that? Because this week I have finally got my hands on one of the new Xboxes, Xbox uh-huh. Series X, but I managed to get it through my phone contract. Right now, I've been. I've had the same phone number for years. Okay. And I hadn't updated my delivery address. So my Xbox isn't getting delivered to my house. (laughs) Oh, no. Thankfully, it's going to my mum and dad's. So.
0: Okay. Well, that's. that's, I I, I need to go there with my
1: photo ID. Or my wife has to stay here with hers. And God knows where it's going to turn up. Oh, crikey. Well, um. I mean, I might have got up at half five one day this week and joined an online queue for a couple of hours to get it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, fingers crossed if it arrives in time for half-term, then, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, as you say, that's you done then for half-term, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Are you doing anything but, nice for half-term?
0: Well, not really for half-term, because basically for me, half-term is next week. I'm kind of taking it a week early, because logistically it works better from my work's perspective. Um. So I'm kind of, I don't have a, you know, I purposefully don't have much of an agenda. I've got a book that I want to finish reading and maybe another one to start. If I, Once I'm done with it, I'm going to be moving on to All Flesh is Grass, which is the, uh, the second of the two Time Lord Victorious novels. So uh-huh. there might be a belated uh, Time Lord Victorious update in a few weeks' time. Um, but other than that, the main thing I've got on the agenda is... Uh my partner got a new toy for Absorbeloff, knowing full well that it was probably as much a toy for me as it was for him. Okay. Um it's basically like a marble run that's compatible with Duplo. So you got like little pieces this, like this slopes sounds right up cor- my alley. Yeah, little slopes and corners and tunnels and things. You can get like them all sort of crisscrossing and stuff. And I've been hankering after it for a while, and uh, so we finally pulled the trigger on that. And I have it. We opened it on uh, Friday evening. I have already played with it considerably more than my child has.
1: Excellent.
0: Considerably more. <laughs> so. Uh,
1: so, I I think what would be a good idea. Yep. Is I want you to build the best marble run. Um, yep. what, I can't even remember. What are those machines called? A new something machine.
0: Oh, a uh, Rube Goldberg machine. Rube,
1: I, want, I want you to build one of those this week. Okay. And <laughs> send me the video and I'll put it up on the Twitter.
0: I'll do my level best. I don't know that I can promise a Rube Goldberg machine, but I can certainly get some good Marble Run if, action. If it you. ends
1: with the, the machine pouring a pint of baked beans into your mouth at, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you fifty pounds cash. All right. <laughs> Don't forget, I, I'm middle class now. I've got money to burn. So fifty pounds, if you can make a machine pour beans into your mouth. <laughs>
0: Challenge accepted, Matt.
1: Right. <laughs> um, just looking at my notes. What else have we got to talk about? Um, it's been. Over 24 hours we're recording now, since last week's episode dropped. That dropped yesterday. And I haven't heard anything from Marty McLean, so I'm really worried you've offended him.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Marty. Have I but known. Um, If... if, Look, just... You don't need to say much. Just drop us a line. Just let us know that we're cool.
1: And please tell us how much sausage rolls cost where you live.
0: Oh, yes, please, because... Um, isn't he in Australia?
1: Yeah, New South Wales.
0: Yeah. I'd love to know how much an
1: Australian sausage roll costs. Yeah. A couple of dollars. Yeah. Presumably. Uh, why Why don't we start a quest to find the most expensive sausage roll?
0: I mean, maybe next year, Matt. Let's, let's close out Meal of the Week as a, as a segment before we go on sausage roll quests.
1: David, I, I, I just missed the wheelie big quiz so much.
0: <laughs> I know you do.
1: Matt, it gave my life purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it gave the show structure. Is, is Doctor
0: Who not enough for you, Matt?
1: <laughs> I've got nothing left.
0: <laughs> oh, come on then. T- tell us about your Meal of the Week, Matt.
1: Well, in that vein, it's been a pretty crap week for Meal of the Week. Um, My wife and I are decorating the kitchen at the moment. Mm. Uh, So we've been loath to cook big meals. There's been a lot of sort of, you know, beans on toast and things like that. Uh, So I'm going to nominate. We had a takeaway pizza. um, And even then, it was too spicy for me. I have not had good meals this week. Really? What what did he go for then? Uh, It was like. It had pepperoni and chicken and meat on it, but it had green chilies on it.
0: Oh, and, right. Okay. But yeah. the thing
1: is, as much as I like the pizza, um, the takeaway in the little town where I live does uh, cheesy jalapeno bites, and that oh. I prefer them to the pizza. Yeah. So, I, I don't I, know. I might, I might disqualify this week from meal of the week. It's... <laughs> Like my wife cooked some pork on Monday, and that was quite nice, and we made it into a curry on Tuesday, but it, it's been an Nothing. unenthused week for meal of the week. Yeah,
0: mine's been mostly like that, but there was one standout for me, Go which on. was uh, pretty straightforward. But uh, nachos, homemade salsa, homemade
1: guac—amazing! Yeah, amazing!
0: Bish bash bosh. So that that was that was definitely the highlight for me.
1: Does it beat just the I, the reigning, sorry. defending, undisputed champion week one curry?
0: <laughs> of course not. Of course it doesn't beat week one curry. But what I will say, a little tease for you listeners, because I'm off next week. There's a very high chance that we'll be putting in an order with the Jasper Spice at some point. So next week might be the the. Uh, the point to see whether I've managed to usurp my, my usual order from there. Because I will order something different. So, uh, yeah, I'll keep you posted on that. I'm
1: just looking, just to go back to our favourite platform, Cameo. Yeah. If if the week one curry makes it all the way through the year as the champion, yeah. I might pay £224.25. pence to get Michael Buffer to announce it as the champion. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Buffer. I
0: can't say that I but am. But you
1: will know who he is. He's the guy that does the boxing and shouts, let's get ready to rumble.
0: I'm certainly familiar with the phrase.
1: Yeah, well, famously, he will, like, go, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. But imagine that, if it was, like, going, it's the week
0: one curry. Be pretty good. Not yeah. gonna lie, that would be pretty good.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, let's see, eh? Let's right. Let's
1: see. Um, just looking, what else have we got to talk about? Should we talk about pop music for a bit?
0: I think we probably better had.
1: Yeah. So I made I made notes, Matt. You've made notes. I, yeah, I'm excited. Listen,
0: listen to this. Actual notes. Wow. So uh, I took this seriously as a challenge. Right. I, you know, I didn't just kind of uh, go in with a closed mind. Right. <clears throat> at least I tried not to.
1: I'm, I'm excited. So we'll start at the top. So the first song.
0: Well, uh, I, you see, what I was going to suggest was maybe if I give them to you in, like, rank order. Okay. Sort of le- um, The one that I like least to most.
1: Yeah, certainly.
0: That one might build a bit of tension. So... <clears throat> We'll start at the bottom.
1: Okay, so this was the fifth favourite song.
0: Yeah, and I gave these sort of like a a vague out of 10 score. And like, this isn't kind of, this is basically a 10 out of 10 song for like pop song for me is different to a 10 out of 10 song that I would personally go out and want to listen to. What I'm saying is like, for what it's trying to do, is it enough to kind of like... Um, for me to gain any kind of pleasure for it, the bar's lower. Basically, uh-huh. I'm not expecting pop music to do for me what my own personal kind of music taste would do. So, right at the bottom, One Direction. Wow, zero out of ten. You, did you nothing did like to that me. At all. I, I, I could find no merit in it whatsoever, Matt. Sorry. Well, I found it utterly soulless
1: don't you like causing trouble up in hotel rooms though
0: i don't to be honest i've very rarely been in hotel rooms
1: do you not like having secret little rendezvous
0: i mean who doesn't enjoy that to be <laughs> honest but uh, the way i okay for for me it was kind of, it was as much the production as anything like because it was so just electronic but in a really empty uninspiring way there was like no it felt like it was basically made by robots it was just utterly soulless um and so repetitive as well
1: yeah that's the best bit yeah
0: i don't know i i've actually got in my notes towards the end i've just wrote why hasn't it stopped yet (laughs) <laughs> like it just go, it just they just seems like just looping the same shitty chorus over and over i couldn't deal with it did not enjoy that at all um so moving on taylor swift style yep i gave two out of ten okay I quite i quite like the 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 verses that had like just a hint of funkiness to them like i think it was a, a little bit of in, in the guitar, but it was like quite low in the mix. And I, you got I'm not going different... to lie. I,
1: I thought that would be the one you'd like most.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to surprise you Matt. I feel like, um, but yeah, I, and I quite like, so I quite had a tension between that and quite a rigid sort of dance beat on. The, so the verses really liked the chorus. I thought was absolutely fucking dreadful. All
1: right.
0: I did not like the chorus. And obviously that kind of, that's a bit of a make or break with a pop song, isn't it? Um, so coming in next, I've got Beyonce with Halo. All right. Um, which I gave three out of 10. So just a little bit right. above Taylor Swift.
1: Right. Well, that that just shows how skewed, like, your memory, your, like, thoughts are. Because <laughs> After I set this challenge, I've listened to that yeah. song nonstop all week. Really? Yeah. Love it.
0: I don't know. It's just a bit... It's a bit nothing.
1: I, I, like... think, I think it's because, you know, I, I think you just need to think about that song and maybe just think about me while she's singing it.
0: <laughs> maybe that would do it. You've got I to find know. a way
1: to let me in, but never really have a doubt. <laughs> You've got to stand in the light of my halo, David, and find your angel now.
0: You see, the, the, the thing I struggle with most with Beyonce and a lot of singers of her ilk is the fact that and it's a stylistic choice. It's, I'm not saying she's a bad singer. She obviously isn't, but she just never holds a fucking note properly. It's all this like wobbling around every every time you do a long note. It's like all over the shop. Just like just hold the goddamn note for an for like the length of time it is supposed to be. You sound
1: like all you want to listen to is like Ukrainian throat singing. I mean. A bit of it doesn't do any,
0: uh, y- you know. I'll I'll, I'll enjoy uh, a bit of uh, world music every now and then for sure. Okay. Um, I I have actually been listening to some Ukrainian prog recently as well. Anyway, Bang moving on. on. Back on Yeah. Okay. Um. So, coming in, um, just shy of the top spot for me.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: And this is, this will reveal, because obviously we'll know what's coming top uh, at this point, um, is Post Malone. Okay. I'm proud I, I I quite, I, I liked the production on it, and I, I, I like the sort of very sort of 80s bass line. Um, the vocals were right, a bit bit too heavy on the auto-tune at times for me, Um but I like that you had the male and female vocals and stuff. And the other, my only other criticism really is, it's just it, it, a bit it's short. T-
1: it's two blokes, David.
0: Is it two blokes? Yeah. The first, I thought the first one was a female vocal. No. So uh, well, there you go. I did only listen to it once, to be fair. <laughs> um, okay. But but yeah, so I, But yeah, it just stops a bit abruptly. I thought, just as I thought it was getting going, it just stopped. I don't think it even makes the three-minute mark, does it? So uh,
1: uh, I'm not sure. I know
0: yeah, I think it was just yeah. It just seemed like I was just just properly getting into it, and then it was just like done, right? Okay, then. Um, and so, yeah, top of the pile for me was Cardi B with WAP.
1: Now, l- last week you thought <laughs> yep. WAP was referring to the primitive internet technology.
0: Yes, um, I've, I, I stand corrected. Yeah, I see that that's not what it was about now
1: no uh, were there any lines that stood out to you um I didn't I didn't
0: make notes on on specific lyrics but the, the re- there was one reference to macaroni cheese at one point which was just left field yeah should we say I, the thing for me is like the reason it comes in number one for me is it it genuinely made me laugh on more than one occasion
1: yeah but it, like... it's, it's proper funny like. But it's not meant to be it's just so I mean, offensive <laughs> is it, I mean
0: I feel like it, it I feel like it is on some level meant to be funny it, 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 to me it seems like it's obviously just a novelty song like they would just set out to be as as gross as possible with it because it's like it's not actually sexy no one in their right mind would would hear those lyrics and, and be like, thwore. what
1: you like, know what I mean? Swipe your nose like a credit card
0: yeah, exactly. It's just it's it's just kind of gross and ludicrous. And so it's like it's clearly it, to me it's just it's a novelty song. You know, I I I'd, I'd file it next to the likes of The Laughing Gnome by David Bowie, you know. Um, but obviously for So yeah, it, it it genuinely it made me laugh and it was well produced as well. Wow. You know, you can't take that away from it. So it it it, it, it it was, the out of every one, out of every song, it was the one that I felt like best achieved exactly what it set out to do and was the most entertaining to listen to right. by a long shot. Well, so that got a 6 out of 10 for me.
1: Right. Well, off the back of that, I might have a think. We might play this game again in a few weeks.
0: Well, before we do, can I can can I return the favour and, and set you a task to listen to a bit of prog this week?
1: No, nah, I'm a bit busy this week, mate. I've got a decorated oh. kitchen. <laughs> go on. Here we go. Okay.
0: All they're, right. I they're probably the all made up
1: bands. I bet you've got like, uh, I don't know, the glue pen pyjamas.
0: <laughs> no glue pen pyjamas, unfortunately. Um, I'll tell you what, look, cause I've agonised over this this week, Matt. I'm not going to lie. I've given this Right,
1: well, you've wasted a too week much of your thought.
0: life. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have, but I kind of, you know, I take this seriously. Um initially i was like okay i need to try and encompass just the breadth of of progressive rock and you know the different styles the different you, eras, you do know that our listeners different...
1: don't like it when you talk about music <laughs> don't you
0: <laughs> you brought this on yourself matt you yeah. brought this on yourself um and like and the different countries as well because there's so many different scenes like the italian scene japan yeah,
1: nobody cares um, what what are the okay. songs
0: Okay, so in the end, I was like, I'm going to have to narrow the focus. So I've stuck just to original first wave British 70s progressive rock. That's what we're going with. Okay. So um, five songs. Yeah. First up, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, Hoedown.
1: Right. There's going to be some editing here, David, because I'm writing these down.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: I mean, we say that every week and you never do any
0: editing. (laughs) You never know. I might do a little bit this week.
1: Right, okay. Um,
0: So, second, and I'm having to do this off the top of my head. Second, I'm going to say... Jethro Tull. Skating away on the thin ice of a new day. Okay. Third, King Crimson. Starless.
1: Are you sure these are real?
0: You've never heard of King Crimson? King fucking Crimson? Are you kidding me?
1: Will it be on YouTube?
0: It will. Have you got Spotify? I can send you a playlist.
1: Uh, No. Weirdly, I haven't got Spotify. It's one of the things I refuse to pay for. (laughs) I've got a radio. It's free.
0: (sighs) Okay. Um, They will all be on YouTube. That's fine. I'll send you links. Um, Fourth is my curveball pick.
1: Right. Um, and what's their song called? It's Hatfield in the North. Oh, right. I thought that was the and... band. My... Oh, no, no, no,
0: no, no. So um, so the band's called Hatfield in the North. Yeah. And the song is Share It.
1: Is that about a large sausage roll? It could be. Oh, oh who fingers knows. crossed.
0: And lastly, it's the big boy. Uh, yes, Close to the Edge. And as I say, I did make sure you've only got one song there that's over the 15-minute mark. Most of those are kind of... Three of those are kind of like in the three to four-minute range, so well, manageable.
1: I, I am really, really pleased. Really uh-huh. pleased to announce the return of the Wheelie Big Quiz next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: genu- I bet our listeners would be genuinely curious
1: to, to no, hear your nobody's thoughts. Nobody's heard of these bands <laughs> but you you've never heard of Jethro Tull I mean I think I've met his brother
0: oh right okay um anyway if you want to play along listeners do you know um do check out those those songs Um,
1: bad enough I'm gonna have to watch another episode of Doctor Who this week now I've got this fucking homework (laughs) (sighs) right then Right. What's next? Um, I'm trying to think. Have we missed anything?
0: I'm trying to think. I don't know that we have. I think we can talk about Doctor Who now for a bit, maybe. What do you reckon? You want to give it a go?
1: I suppose so. I'm just, I'm just not feeling it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, which is familiar? Yeah. Tell me, Matt. You kind of already hinted at it. Good episode. Bad episode. Where are you standing with uh, which is familiar?
1: Yeah, it was all right. Um, I don't think it was maybe as strong as last week, or it might have just been that I was a di- in a different mindset when I watched it. But yeah, pro- I'd it's, probably still say good.
0: Yeah, it's my it's my favorite of the two. <clears throat> I really like it, but I probably like it because it's a lot of just standing around and talking. Yeah, um, which is. A bit of a pattern, to be honest, with Moffat two-parters. He'll do a big explosive first half, and then it will kind of boil down to just the main characters just talking it out for for 45 minutes. That's often how his two-parters tend to go. Uh, And personally, I quite like that as a formula. Uh, For me, it's all about those scenes with... uh, Davros and the Doctor. As much as, like, obviously... I was going to say,
1: Clara and Missy were the star of the show for me this week.
0: I mean, that's... Uh, the, the title, you know, that's what what it's referring to, obviously, that pairing. But uh, as good as all, those scenes are as well, and I do, I do love them, on, a, on each repeated watch, it's like, for me, it's like it's watching every tiny movement in Peter Capaldi's face. And, uh, like, just... It's proper acting, masterclass level stuff. Um, so that's kind of what I what I appreciate most about it. Just the the performances uh, between uh, Capaldi and, and Julian Bleach as as Davros, just magnificent. But uh, yeah, I, I guess let's just should we should we get stuck into it?
1: We shall. We shall. Yeah. So the witch is familiar is the. 26th of September 2015, episode two of season nine, written by Moffat, directed by Hetty MacDonald.
0: Yes. Yeah. Again, we shouted her out last week. Um, I think this is her last Doctor Who story to date. So she did Blink. She did last week's and then she did the second part this week. Um, Amazing. I really wish they'd get her back. I think the direction
1: is spot on throughout on this one. I mean, is she doing anything else? Has she gone on to bigger and better things?
0: Not necessarily bigger and better, but just different things. I think she's mostly still working in like British TV drama. That's kind of her niche.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but And I don't know that she's done any other sci-fi. I would love for her to get come back and do something for the Chibnall era. I think she'd be a good fit for what Chibnall's doing with the show. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed they'll get her back at some point.
1: Mm-hmm. So... The episode opens with Clara hanging upside down. Yeah, and Missy begins telling a story of the Doctor, mm-hmm. and quite good. We get to see a little bit of Tom Baker, a little bit of William Hartnell.
0: Yeah, just for a second. Before, obviously, you know, for for, for practical reasons, they 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 show it with uh, Capaldi. But I like the fact that it's it works on so many levels. The fact that she that she's like. Oh, you know, I can't remember which face it was. You know? yeah. <laughs> All the same to me. So I, I just, yeah, I like that. It's, 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 it's clever, but also it feels it somehow manages to turn a practical thing into a character moment almost. Mm. Um,
1: so it's a hypothetical scenario that she's giving Clara about the doctor being chased by assassins.
0: Well, I don't think it's hypothetical. I think the way she tells it, it's like this is a thing that definitely happened in his past.
1: Well, yeah, but it's it's like she's challenging Clara to find the solution. Like, yeah, yeah, she's presenting it like
0: like a like a like a puzzle to solve. Yeah,
1: yeah. And at the same time, Missy is sharpening a stick. She is. Clara says, "Clara says, why are you doing that?" And she says, "Well, maybe to hunt." And then Clara says, "Well, why am I tied up?" And she says, "Well, maybe there'll be nothing else to hunt."
0: Yeah, I love (laughs) that she does a big over-the-top wink.
1: Yeah, she's Uh, she's just the best.
0: She is. She is. No, no no argument for me there.
1: Like Um, all, all the like problems I had last season, just go away when Missy's here.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people feel that way as well. And that's one of the frustrations with series eight is that she's there in the background all the way through. And when you know what's coming, you're just like, oh, if if they could just she could have just bubbled up to the surface a bit sooner. But then it would spoil that fantastic finale you get in series eight. So, you know, you can't have it both ways.
1: Yeah. So Clara solves Missy's doctor story. And works out that the Doctor was able to use the energy fired from the Assassin's weapons to power up his Vortex Manipulator. And she works out that's what Missy had done in order for them to escape. Yep. And I like the bit where she goes, oh, that's how the Doctor escaped. And Missy goes, no, he didn't escape. There were some vampire monkeys. (laughs) It's just like the most... There probably is an episode of Classic Who about that, I imagine. (laughs)
0: There certainly could be um so yeah no great brilliant cold open oh we get that lovely bit at the end when they're when they're walking off
1: where Clara says so they say that the doctor always assumes there's a way out however this time he's written a will so they know that the threat is very real and just as they're walking into the distance Clara goes can I have a stick (laughs) and Missy just goes oh make your own yeah
0: and, and then just just a second before it cuts to the credits, you see her just doing a little little jaunty skip,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> waving her stick in the air. Yeah. Oh, just delightful. Yeah. Just An absolutely cool. perfect opener. Um, yeah. And of course, we you know I don't think it came as a surprise to anyone at all that that Clara and uh, Missy survived. But uh, yeah. Nice to get the it gets the explanation out of the way in a really entertaining way.
1: Yeah. Doesn't
0: it? Sets us up really nicely for what's to come. It
1: would be better than like if at the end the doctor was in trouble and they just appeared and was like, Oh, we're not dead. Just they're alive. We all knew they were. This is how.
0: Move on. Absolutely. Yeah, so well done, well done. So then
1: after the intro, Davros begins taunting. The, doc- the Doctor, says that he's got him captured. You yeah. Know, talks about the death of his companions. So the Doctor begins to escape, and the Daleks start to go mad looking for him. Yeah. Because the da- the Doctor is in Davros' tank. <laughs> and I like it where he what, goes, you... oh, admit it, you've had this nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, anyone for dodgems?
0: So good. Like... Yeah to me that that moment there might be of what we've seen so far peak capaldi
1: i know but like it i think what makes it better is could could you imagine if me and you were just hanging out outside booths and uh-huh. there was someone in an electric wheelchair and i just picked them up lifted them out and was like oh it's my go now like <laughs> like it's completely unacceptable, but the fact it's Davros who is so evil, it's yeah. so ultimately belittling to him. Yes. That yeah, it d- kind you... of works.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, we haven't even mentioned the fact that he's got a cup of tea as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. casually sipping on. I like the thing, it's all very silly. And, like You could imagine, say, Matt Smith doing that, but it would have a very different tone. Yes. With Matt Smith. Like, there is still a kind of like. There is a, a dangerous undercurrent to it. Despite the silliness, I feel like. With the way Capaldi delivers his lines and stuff. Um, that just gives it a different tone.
1: Yeah. He's. So. There's almost like. When, whenever I talked about Matt Smith, I always talked about his vulnerability. But there's almost an arrogance to Capaldi that I quite like now. Yeah, definitely. I, I, now they've toned it down, and he's not just being a bit of a dick. Like it works better.
0: Definitely, like, there there's there definitely there's a bit by the between series eight and start of series nine. I feel like the the recalibration really happens in last Christmas, mm. but we're really sort of seeing seeing the effects of that recalibration here.
1: That's it, because I spent all of last series saying oh, I, d- I just don't get it with Capaldi. I just don't see yeah. it, and now I'm like fully on board. Yeah, I, I see yeah. now what everyone was telling me about.
0: Yeah, and I don't. I'm not spoiling anything, but there's a lot more to come. If you're enjoying what you're seeing from him now, then strap in. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: uh, so Missy yeah. and Clara are in the sewers. Yeah, and I like where Clara says, "Oh, if we throw a stone down, we can work out how deep it is." Missy just pushes it down and then goes, mm, "About twenty feet." <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Possibly my favourite Missy moment of the episode as well.
1: Yeah, well, I've written in amongst my notes here that I love Missy and Clara.
0: Yeah, it's it's an amazing pairing because
1: um... it like Clara just takes everything too seriously, and Missy takes nothing seriously. You know, yeah. it's your classic comedy duo isn't it
0: (laughs) yeah it is basically
1: so the sewer that they're in it turns out is a Dalek graveyard yeah they just throw all their old Daleks basically (laughs) down the drain
0: it is horrible isn't it Mm. Uh, Just that's a horrible thought a sewer full of just partially dissolved but still alive and miserable Daleks
1: yeah so the doctor demands that the Daleks return Clara but Davros then sets good old colony Sarf on the doctor yeah because Davros can't do it himself because he's laid on the floor half dead with no legs yeah <laughs> uh, so mess- can we
0: uh, talk about colony Sarf for a second because now we've got a bit more context for who he is in relation to, to, to Davros like he refers to him as like his head of personal security and stuff um I do think it's interesting. Like He's obviously a character born of convenience. Like, he is a plot device so that he can be there to easily round up and, and capture people and stuff and do so without being obviously affiliated with the Daleks initially.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But having said all that, it does make you wonder if Davros in his old age has felt the need to employ a snake man to do his like personal security and, and what have you, be a general dog's body. Does he feel like he's missed a trick there? Because obviously he created the Daleks and he created to be, them to be like the perfect ultimate beings.
1: But he'd rather have a snake
0: man. But he'd rather have a snake man than a Dalek to do his, uh, do his odd jobs for him.
1: Well, what I thought was, if he's hired as head of security... Yeah. Like, do you think he interviewed for that job?
0: <laughs> I imagine so.
1: And, like, obviously if it is a job... Yeah. Do you think he, like, goes home to his horrible snaky wife and snaky children and he's like, oh, we've had a right shitter of a day today. You'll never guess who turns up. Only the doctor. Oh. Yeah. Like, imagine his I performance so. review after this episode. <laughs>
0: Very poor, I expect. Yeah,
1: he won't be Very making pay progression, will he? No, no.
0: So, uh, so, so there you go. Yeah. Missy
1: then sets a trap to kill a Dalek using Clara as bait. She's got her old handcuffs back. Yep. And weirdly, Missy mentions that she has a daughter.
0: Very offhandedly, yeah. Yeah. Just... That's just a little breadcrumb, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like... New Who writers... Because they are all, like... Were fans of the classic era. And would be the sort to pour over the fanzines and speculate. And try and make sense of this big old jumble. Because, like... The classic Who writers didn't give a fuck about continuity. Mm -hmm. Didn't care. They just throw stuff out there for the sake of it. And I feel like... What new Who writers tend to do is they kind of want to continue doing that, just occasionally throwing stuff out there, but knowing what they know now that somebody might pick that up at a later date and do something with it, and that might be quite exciting. And they could sort of weirdly take credit for it, even though they all they did was like a t- tossed off uh, reference to something. Yeah, you know. So that's, you know, like, for example, Russell T. Davis, when he when he created the Time War and stuff, that was a convenience thing. He wanted it was an opportunity to kind of strip things and make the the relaunch of Doctor Who kind of a back to basics thing. He couldn't have predicted what Moffat would do with the day of the Doctor, introducing a whole new incarnation of the Doctor, basically retconning everything that Russell D. Davidson wrote, but doing it in a way that doesn't cheapen or devalue what RTD had done, you know, that kind of thing. But all we really get of the time war within, uh, RTD's era is like crazy references to, to things yeah, that moping. happened off screen. Yeah. And moping, a lot of moping. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's, it's one of those where Moffat's just like, Oh, I've got a second here where I could do that. I could just, I could just, just give us just a tiny little glimpse of another corner of, of of the master's existence we hadn't been aware of, so yeah, so I wouldn't worry any more about it than that though,
1: yeah, so Missy then punctures a Dalek with her hairpin,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and she she seems to revel in the you know stabbing of this Dalek.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And all the old, slimy, horrible Daleks seep into its shell and kill it. Yeah. And it explodes, but weirdly not enough to do any actual damage. Yeah. Because Clara... Well, we'll talk about that in a bit. We will. Okay. So the Doctor, who has kind of been knocked out by Colony Sarth, dreams of young Davros again. Yeah. And then when he wakes up, old Davros says, I am dying, and we need to conclude our business. Mm. So back with Missy, she tells Clara to get in the Dalek tank. And we get a little explanation about how Daleks use... Well, because they don't really have emotions, but how they do use their rage and their fury.
0: Yeah, they don't have a range of emotions, but they have... a a couple of closely related emotions that they use to great effect.
1: Yeah.
0: That is, as they say, the key difference between the Cybermen. Cybermen are emotionless. They have stripped away emotion to to kind of, as they think of it, upgrade. Where the Daleks are driven by a single emotion, that being hate. Hmm. And to a lesser extent, fear, you know. I think it's like, Hate is the surface level emotion. Fear is what's underpinning it to a large extent. Fear, fear of the other. Um, and that is a really, really key distinction that, to be honest, not all Doctor Who writers have, have made full use of. Them. So there have been times when when Daleks are referred to as emotionless or even robots. It's like, no, no, that's not the point here. Mm. Um, so I, I, I do prefer when when Doctor Who writers do take a moment to acknowledge that there is an emotional quality to what the daleks are doing
1: and I, I like that its emotion manifests itself either as firing or reloading its gun
0: yes yeah she kind of takes it says that it's yeah that's basically how daleks fuel their <laughs> weapons in a yeah. in a way um and yeah and th- is this where she does the whole experimenting with like telling clara to say different things yeah and uh, and like it, you realize that Daleks have this kind of limited vocabulary, so they're incapable of expressing love. You know, it just comes out as exterminate. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it was good to see a little bit of the old uh, Dalek Asylum as well. Asylum. The oh Daleks. yeah, I
0: was wondering whether whether that brought flashbacks for you.
1: Yeah, a little bit of Dalek Clara. Yeah. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> Right, so Davros tells the Doctor that the Daleks are flawed. They have mercy and show respect and almost love for Davros. Yeah. And he says, you know, that is a primary flaw they have. So he gives the Doctor the option to commit genocide in a single moment.
0: Yeah, he's like actually sort of handing it on a plate to him. And again, calling back to the genesis of the Daleks, which we must watch one day, Matt. Yeah. I think that's one that we're going to have to just tick off the list one day. Um, but yeah, basically like, you know, you had the chance before. Here it is again. Do you just want to wipe them all out? Mm. And again, Are the you Doctor ready hesitates. to be a
1: god? Yeah. And then the Doctor says he didn't come due to his shame. I mean, that's the shame of not helping young Davros, isn't it? Yes, He says, yeah. I came because you're sick and you asked. And he says, yeah. compassion always. Yeah. It's nice of him, isn't it? It is.
0: It is. You can see it like he clearly just does not compute with Davros. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, So, Clara is now inside the Dalek and she's freaking out. Okay. Yeah. And Davros asks why the Doctor fled Gallifrey. I'd love it if that just got revealed. I'm sick of people asking that. Just tell us. Okay. Wow, who knows? Davros says, well, that'll be in your confession dial. Yeah. Okay. So, Clara, now inside the Dalek tank, is leading Missy back towards the Oh, yeah, because
0: he's got the confession dial. And... uh... He kind of, because Colony south has got his, like, the doctor's personal artifacts, one of which is the confession dial, yeah. and the other was his uh, sunglasses. Yeah. And the doctor makes a big deal of just grabbing the sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, but yeah.
1: So the doctor then tells Davros about the return of Gallifrey, says it's back, and Davros congratulates him. Yeah. And he says, I'm happy you have somewhere to belong.
0: Yeah. I think this is this is the peak of Julian Bleach's performance here. Because I remember the first time I watched this, I was so kind of blindsided by that. Because it's like, at first you're like, but you're Davros. You are like the personification of evil. You're Space Hitler. Yeah. How how are we doing this? Like, Why are you being... But then when he unpacks it a bit and says, you know, a, a man should have a a home, a place to belong, yeah. you know. And like, oh, I, I can kind of see in your demented way why, why that would be significant for you. You know, he says, you know, a man should have his people because obviously, like, the Davos did. He created this whole
1: yeah
0: race for himself, and so you you buy it. I mean, I bought it one hundred percent.
1: What one thing I wanted to do at this point is yeah. Um, during the week, when I said we were watching this, I asked listeners for thoughts and feelings. And pretty much every reply I got related to this moment. So I sort of saved listener responses for this point. Yeah. Okay. So, for example... Go for it. Uh, James, James Courtney, says... Loved Davros at his worst when he was being truthful, telling the Doctor to hold on to the Time Lords. Okay. Okay. Uh, Frank says this is probably the only time they've managed to fill me into thinking there wouldn't be a betrayal by Davros and the Daleks yeah okay Uh, and Frank also says he likes how Davros literally can't comprehend that the Doctor's just there to be nice (laughs) he must be there out of shame yeah Okay. Uh, Chris says I'm not sure how they could give me feelings for Davros but they did it yeah Okay. It's an incredible
0: performance from Julian Bates.
1: Now, Chris says this is the best Davros story there's ever been. Do you agree, David?
0: <sighs> okay, it's slim pickings for me. It's, uh, I'll be honest, I, I haven't listened to a lot of Big Finish-related Davros stuff. I know there is one in particular that's very highly rated, that's simply called Davros. Mm-hmm. Um, And there is uh obviously genesis of the daleks one that introduced him i would say with classic uh, classic series with davros it was diminishing returns most of the time when he appeared it was like less significant than the last time uh and they, they relied a bit too heavily on him i don't know whether this one beats genesis for me but of new who it's definitely i i take this story over journey's end every day
1: is that the one where the bloke has a dalek for a head
0: no it's the it's a series four finale where it like brings back captain jack and martha and everyone oh uh, yeah and uh, yeah davros is there screaming about reality bombs and stuff and it's just like like i say it's it's good but it's very one note in terms of davros they give Julia Bleach so much more to work with here. So it's it's at the very least, it is my second favourite Davros story.
1: And then the only other tweet we got was from our friends at Married to Who. Do you want to say hello to those, David? Hello.
0: What, I mean, what do you... Uh, I said hello.
1: Yeah, I didn't mean literally just hello.
0: <laughs> oh, Okay, sorry.
1: Ask them how they are.
0: But they can't hear me. I mean, well, they maybe can at a later date, but I won't be able to hear them. Do you see the problem here, Matt? Yeah, okay. So. (laughs)
1: um... Do you know what? In in tribute to our friends at Married to Who, I'm going to open a beer. I'm
0: surprised you've lasted this long, Matt.
1: I'm already two beers deep. <laughs> <laughs> what am I having now? I'm having a lovely passion fruit n- lil nipper uh, from Tiny Rebel Brewery. Uh, wow, there we go. Enjoy. Called Electric Boogaloo. Is, is it worrying? Sometimes. You know, you know. I'm trying to drink a hundred different beers this year. Yes. What number do you think I'm up to? Bearing in mind, it is the seventh of February.
0: I think you must be at the very least approaching thirty.
1: 35. Thirty five. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty that mi- sounds
0: about right. I'm pretty Practically much on one for a day. Like one a day, yeah. 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 No that that, that doesn't that honestly doesn't surprise me. One hundred you, you'll have you'll have done a hundred before we even reach uh
1: July, I feel like. Yeah, I'm feeling that way. Like I mean I had six last night and three today.
0: <laughs> uh so anywho uh yeah, where re- are we remember so, when we
1: said i don't cope well in lockdown
0: yeah yeah it's it's starting to show i think that just yeah. starting to
1: yeah
0: um so yeah so uh where, where do we get up to uh,
1: we've done the confession dial yeah, bit yeah okay. davros
0: is being weirdly yeah. sincere
1: yeah so, Davros says, I want to look upon you with my own eyes.
0: Oh, yeah, this is... It's creepy, but genuinely emotional at the same time.
1: But all this time, I didn't know yeah. Davros had normal eyes. I just thought he had one in the middle of his head and that his face was just, like, a hangover from, like, poor 60s production.
0: I mean, it is to an extent, but, like, the idea was that he's hes sort of, like, horribly... I forget if... I. This could be me being a, in inverted commas, bad fan. I can't remember whether it's ever explained specifically what happened to Davros to get him into the state he's in. But uh, you've got the sort of sunken out areas where his eyes should have been. So I always thought it was pretty obvious that, like, at some point he did have eyes. Like, obviously, he's interacting with other Carlids, like pre-mutated Carlids in Genesis of the Daleks, and they look like normal humans. Uh-huh. So the implication is that at one point he did himself. Um, but yeah, no, I never expected to, to see Davros opening his actual human eyes. Um,
1: um, and again,
0: like it feels genuinely sincere in that moment.
1: I did like the bit where he said, uh, if you've redeemed the Time Lords from the fire, do not lose them again.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What I didn't like was when he said, did I do right, Doctor? Am I a good man? Thought we'd finish with that.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the only callback to it
1: and it's
0: it's pretty brushed off here but I do like oh what's the exact exchange in this moment where he's saying something like uh, did you really not believe me that I was dying and the doctor says no and, and Davros says then you are not a good doctor mm. and they both like crack up
1: have a little chuckle together
0: yeah, but it's like you can't quite tell if Davros is laughing or crying. Yeah. Like it's oh, just. You, you see what I mean, right? The performances in this episode are just amazing.
1: Yeah, I'd go with that. It's. Those four key parts. Yeah. Are all really, really strong. Yeah. I mean, let's go five parts. Just... Let's throw Colony Saf in there.
0: Yeah, well. Apart, you've got that, and then you've got the Daleks, and then that's it. Yeah, there's literally no one else. We haven't really talked as well about the Daleks. Like, it's good having the old classics back again, isn't it?
1: I don't really like the Daleks.
0: (laughs) No, but I mean specifically the classic Dalek designs, not the bronze ones. I mean, we got the bronze ones as well, but like you've got some some proper sixties Daleks in there as well. (laughs) Did you not even notice the special weapons Dalek from Remembrance of the Daleks?
1: I was just like, oh, the red ones, are you?
0: Yeah, there's the one with the weird head.
1: Oh. No, like, I know that, like, we've disagreed on uh, the Cybermen before, where I was like, I don't think I've seen a good Cybermen story. Thing is, I think I've seen good stories with the Daleks, but I just don't, I don't know, I'm not infused by them.
0: Yeah, I don't think I said at the time. I do now, I would now go on record and say we have actually had a good, proper good Cyberman story with uh, the Series 8
1: finale. Yeah, but that's That not... to me is the first really good one. But it's not because of the Cybermen.
0: No, but the Cybermen are a key element and I think are used well within it.
1: So once Davros and the Doctor have shared a little chuckle together, just great yeah. mates, Davros mm-hmm. then wants to see the sun one last time with his own eyes. yes. Why? Why doesn't he open his eyes? Is it just because he's old, or because he's it, got yeah, his new Dalek eye that does it for him?
0: Yeah, and it's pro- it could just be that it's like very painful and difficult for him to keep his eyes open. Uh, who knows?
1: So Missy then demands to see Davros, and claims she has Clara trapped. Yeah. Okay. So the Doctor says to Davros, I'm not helping you, I'm helping the boy I abandoned on a battlefield. Yeah. And Davros says, Well, I've always admired you. I wish just once we were on the same side. So the doctor lets his guard down and gives Davros a little regeneration energy just so they can share the moment together. Yeah. But ha <laughs> ha it's Davros's trap.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah! All the Daleks shut down, and Davros tells the Doctor of the Dalek Time Lord hybrid. And I'm guessing that might be him now, because he's got that regeneration magic. Who knows? It all Who gets knows? a bit silly for a bit, and I got too excited to make full notes. Okay. <laughs> so then Missy blasts the Doctor free. But doing yeah. so, all the Daleks come back online, and they all have a little bit of praise for Davros. And yep. the doctor just begins counting down. So, how did you feel
0: about the, uh, like Davos's betrayal in that moment? Did it come as a surprise?
1: Absolutely inevitable.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, I think the the thing is, the moment you see the Doctor's willing to go to the effort of uh, like sacrificing regeneration energy, you just kind of you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach, don't you? Yeah. Just like, ah, oh, well, up can't until that well. point,
1: I was like, oh, he's a goner. Smell you later, Davros. But then I thought, well, if he dies now, he's only going to come back later when young Davros is doing something. Because of the time travel aspect. You know.
0: you never truly rid of a character in that Mm. way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, loads of explosions once the Doctor's Countdown finishes. Yeah. And uh, all the regeneration energy went to all the Daleks, including those in the sewers. Yes. So they start yeah. to come back to life, and there's a peasant uprising, for want of a better term. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did like this bit where, just as she's leaving, Missy says, oh, Davros, it's so nice to finally meet you in person. Anyway, I'm going to go. And just gives him a good old jab in the eye. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So petty.
1: But at the same time, yeah. like... You would if you got the chance, wouldn't you? Oh, of course, of yeah. course. I, th- I think <laughs> yeah. that's the true, the true sign of how unquestionably good the Doctor is. Because I couldn't see him doing that. But no, yeah, I'm one hundred percent team Missy.
0: I think most people are, to be honest. At this point, it's like you know, she's definitely in that val- uh, vein of. It's not even villain, villains you love to hate. No. Like, it's villains you feel slightly ashamed for loving so much given that they are murderous maniacs.
1: No, but like she's but yeah. she yeah. shares my opinions. Like all she <laughs> all she talks about is how ridiculous all of it is. She yeah. hates all the stupid characters. She killed Osgood. Like, I find her entirely relatable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yes. So then they make make good their escape.
1: Yeah, and then
0: uh,
1: minus Missy... Clara, obviously. Yeah, because then when Clara in the Dalek shell appears, Missy tries to tell the Doctor that this is the Dalek that killed Clara. Yeah, and she offers up the Doctor a weapon and says, oh, "Go on, get your vengeance. I won't tell anyone." Yeah. Uh, but the doctor's able to deduce it's not the Dalek that killed Clara; it's the Dalek that contains Clara. Yeah. So he Fucking freaks.
0: Missy, eh?
1: So he f- yeah, I, I love her
0: reaction when when the casing finally opens. She's just like, "Oh, what, 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 did you look at that?" W- <laughs> you know, would have been funny convincing if he shot no Clara,
1: one. though. Yeah, I, I'd have, um, I, I yeah. think I'd still be laughing now if that happened. <laughs> Okay, so he no, tells yeah, no. Missy to run. Yep. And the TARDIS wasn't even destroyed, it was just dispersed.
0: Yeah, it was good old Hads last seen in Cold War. Mm. It's a very convenient system, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. But it's one that always gets the better of me. I always think it might be destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and it reforms because the Doctor now has sonic sunglasses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about the sonic sunglasses?
1: David, I want you to imagine, I want you to close your eyes. Yeah. And imagine me stood and I've got my arm straight out from my shoulder with a big thumbs uh-huh. up. Yeah. And I'm slowly rotating so it's a thumbs down. <laughs> and at the same time I'm going <laughs> No, not for me. No. I mean I get it that he was having a midlife crisis, but he better have his screwdriver back next episode.
0: <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Right. I'm saying nothing at this point.
1: So, Missy's captured by the Daleks, but then she tells them all she has a clever idea. Yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. So, the Doctor says that Dalek Clara shouldn't be able to have said the word mercy. Yes. So, he runs off to his TARDIS, all excited. He's clearly thought of something that we haven't. Yep. And he goes back in time to little boy Davros, shoots all the hand mines, and says that friends and enemies don't matter as long as there's mercy.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a bit harsh, because his friends do matter. Imagine if Clara had heard that, she'd be heartbroken. (laughs) She's already found out she's not his best friend.
0: It is a love... it is a genuinely lovely sentiment, though, isn't it? Like, it's really cuts to the core of, of what this show is about, I feel like. Um,
1: I like the send-off, though, where yeah. he walks hand-in-hand with da- Davros.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's good, It's and it's nice, obviously, it closes the loop. It's And it, it's what helps to bring this story very close to perfection, I'd say. Because you're left just... Totally satisfied. No real lingering questions beyond maybe the hybrid. We can talk about that for a minute if you want. But, um, yeah, uh, it's just... I really have no criticisms of this this part in particular.
1: I wonder if that hybrid's going to be the old uh, bad wolf of this series. I'll
0: tell you for free, Matt,
1: it is... That's this
0: series is Bad Wolf, yeah. Get used to people obliquely mentioning the hybrid.
1: Right. So, now I've got to completely avoid any spoilers. Yeah. So, that must tie into what Missy's big idea was then.
0: Yeah, so what... what, Is it Missy who first spills the beans on on the hybrid prophecy and says it's like two great warrior races? Yeah. So, could be Daleks, could be Time Lords. Could be humans.
1: Uh, it could be a crocodile and a gorilla.
0: Yeah. Could be Sontarans.
1: Uh, I, I can't picture them. In, oh, they're half man, half potato, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: They're, they're, they're very much the, the textbook warrior race. Not interested in anything else. Uh, yeah, it warriors. could be there, thingy. There, are, there be, are a lot yeah. of warrior races.
1: Paul McGann's mum's a human. It could just be the Doctor.
0: <laughs> they don't Re- like to talk about that.
1: Yeah, remember that. The Doctor
0: Who fans just throw that out yeah. there,
1: just like, "Oh, my <laughs> mum was human." Like probably the most important line in that film. Never yeah. once come back. Yeah.
0: I'll be honest. You weren't the only one to think that initially when uh, when this came out as well, though. People were like, "Oh God, is is Moffat really canonising the uh, the half human thing from the Doctor Who movie?" Uh, I hope. But it is. yeah, I hope we'll it see. Is. We'll have to. We'll just have to wait and see, Matt. Yeah. So, um,
1: what what do you think is more intriguing? This idea of who is. The hybrid, yep. Or, where can Britain's most expensive sausage roll be found?
0: <laughs> I'm more interested in the latter.
1: Yeah, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Um. So I think that kind of that wraps it up for the witches familiar. Uh, I've got a question for you, Matt. Which I might I might edit this out. Um,
1: we but... know you won't, because you're so incredibly <laughs> lazy when it comes to editing. <laughs> I, I mean, if, I if there's ten minutes in the here where there's just silence because you went to go talk to your little boy for a bit, <laughs> like if you don't edit that out,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll probably edit that out. Probably, yeah. I might just pop in a bit of music. Yeah, yeah, just uh, a bit of elevator music for it, ten minutes.
1: It's one of the few times where you've left the recording, and I haven't just talked to the audience. <laughs>
0: Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, so I've got a little question for you, because okay. uh, it's another two-parter next week. Oh, is it? Yeah. Are we doing so two I'm... in
1: one or just one in well, one?
0: Well, that's the question. Um, I could go either way on this one. In the, I don't, I'm not saying that there's not as much, but I think if we do it in one, we're going to have to keep the, the banter tight next right. week. Otherwise, it's going to end up too long.
1: So, uh, let's just do one.
0: Yeah. You're yeah. happy doing
1: that. I can't be asked watching two in a week.
0: Fair dues listeners. Well, there you go. Decision made. Next I make week, it sound like
1: I'm incredibly busy. I just watched <laughs> like the other day I watched a YouTube video that was about 45 minutes long about a man building a shelter in the woods. <laughs>
0: you know. you, everyone's got to have their priorities, I suppose. So next week we will just be discussing the first part under the, uh, under the lake.
1: Haven't we so? Haven't we done something in the lake? Wasn't there a Christmas one? It was the one with the Paternoster Gang, and there was a girl in oh, the yeah, pond. Oh
0: yeah, the snowman Oh, was had that a, had a fr- frozen governess under the
1: lake? That's it, because it's where they yeah. say the magic word is pond. Yes, yeah, I remember. But
0: no, uh, spoiler, nothing to do with the snowman
1: Good, uh,
0: but yeah, so join us next week for Under the Lake. Until then.